the Forerunners Podcast. Let's jump right into the first part of our interview with Katie Jo Bills, leader of the Chesapeake Run Club. All right, I'm here with Katie Jo. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. We're live. So, we're going to jump right in where we always jump right in. Tell us where you're from. I am originally from Pocatello, Idaho. Idaho? Idaho, yep. Born and raised. <laughs> so you're not from Pennsylvania because everybody that's what? been on the podcast has been from Pennsylvania No, so far. no. I, actually, that's one place I've never been, Pennsylvania. You, this is legit. You might be the first person I've ever met from Idaho. For real? Well, I feel honored. I like potatoes from Idaho. They, I... I actually hate saying this because I used to think it was a joke, but they genuinely taste better if they're Idaho potatoes versus other potatoes. Yeah, I, when I go into Five Guys and see where the bags of potatoes There's are from. There's a reason. Yeah. They taste so much better, and I don't know if it's the soil or where, like, what it is, but it's yeah, the, I didn't realize that until I moved out here, and I was like, oh my God. It's the expertise. It's the expertise. Those potato farmers. Yeah. So, so um, what brought you t- here? I think probably the same thing that brings a lot of um, people out here. I, you know, military, or yep. for me, it was I found a handsome military guy. Yeah. And so I followed him out here. And yeah, that happens. Yep. That happens. Well, tell us a little bit about your family. Um, My family here, my family in Idaho. Your immediate family, the people you live with. So I live with Danny, and he's my That's fella. a great name. I know, right? <laughs> it's easy to get confused. It is. Especially when texting. <laughs> Very easy. That's funny. Um... <laughs> Yep, I live with Danny, and he has three girls from a previous marriage, so I have three stepchildren, and they're wonderful. They're awesome. all gorgeous and talented and smart and great kids, so, yeah. Nice. How long have you been with Danny? We've been together for about eight years now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All in this area, right? Yep. Chesapeake. We're out in Chesapeake. Now, when I scroll through your social media, I notice that you take pictures in a lot of different places like you seem like a traveler I love it. the person that I interviewed before that was a traveler was Barry Clark like he seemed like he was always going interesting places yeah so what kind of places have you been um I've been a lot of places actually when you ask me that I think about it I I mean I grew up out on the west coast so I covered that, and actually, um, during the pandemic, I did a cross-country road trip by myself, so I stopped at a bunch of places, and that was a lot of fun. Completely alone? Yeah. Just drove? Yeah, and I know people are like into the whole van life thing, but I don't have a van, so I just slept in my car, and I loved it. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't expect that. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I haven't really posted much about it, just because I feel like I don't want people to be upset with me, but <laughs> oh. I, I also, I don't know, I was kind of a freak about the whole COVID thing, which is why I slept in my car because I was afraid to stay in a hotel mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But doing that, was I was able to kind of stop at different places along the way and literally drove here and went home to see my family. And How long did that take you? Um, so the first time I just pretty much tried to drive straight through and um, that took me about three days, three, four days. And well, I think it, I honestly can't remember because I was just driving straight through and I was like, you know what, this is silly. I'm going to stop in Moab because I've always wanted to go to Moab. However, the park was still closed because of COVID, so I didn't really get to go to Moab. I, I did stop at Dead Horse Park, and that was really cool. Nice. Um, but then I, yeah, so I think about three or four days. But then on the way back, I just decided to take a lot longer. Some of that was expected and some of it was not expected. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was oh, fun. Man. 
Now, if people follow you on social media, they know that you have had a serious bout with cancer. Um, can you talk to us about you know when you were diagnosed and, and the battle that you had? Yes, I can. Um, <laughs> I probably should look this up. This is super embarrassing. So you know, normally, dates, if you ask the dates yeah, are important. Normally, if you ask important. like a cancer patient, they'll be like. Like, yeah, I was diagnosed this day, I had this, this, this. I suffered a horrible bout of what they call chemo brain, so I always get confused if I got diagnosed on in 2013 or 14. Yeah. Um, but I was 26, 27 years old when I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, and um, yeah, it was a rough. I mean, stage battle. four, that's the, the most serious stage, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So. Is. Man, that that must have been tough uh, hearing at such a young age. Um, it, I mean, it's I, no, so interesting. At any age, yeah. it's tough to hear. Yeah, I think so. It, but it was it was so interesting for me because I, um, I mean, not that I don't think it's interesting for anybody that gets diagnosed. I just, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was young. I had just run a half marathon a couple months ago. We were training for... A tough mutter and we we're supposed to run the tough mutter and um, so I mean if you looked at me I was healthy I was teaching classes you know anywhere from five to ten classes a week I was personal training I you know ate healthy yeah air quotes on that um, and I, I mean I looked like the epitome of health and we didn't really have about a breast cancer or cancer really in my family at all oh. so to have the you know the, even the idea that it would have been cancer didn't really occur to me at all so well it was interesting I'm glad that you made it through yeah um yeah. it is cancer is a we've we've actually talked about on the podcast a couple times cancer is just a, a horrible a horrible disease and to be able to um survive yeah. cancer is a true blessing it is and uh I'll tell you what everybody that's been on that has suffered from cancer and survived, um, they are clearly living their life to the fullest, and I think you fit in that category too. Um, it's. I was thinking about it like I, I was thinking about driving my work van, th doing plumbing this uh, this week, uh -huh. and I I just thought made I just connected the dots on all that stuff and uh, and I thought, man, I wish like. Like people, like me, wouldn't have to go through something like that to, to think, I should just live my life like to the fullest. I should do the things that I want to. And, but I do appreciate that, the people who have gone through such a tough thing, uh, are able to live life full throttle now. It's and, interesting and, you say that. Um, like I feel like, for me personally prior to getting cancer, I felt like I lived more fully. Like I was, oh, a, really? yeah, it's really interesting. And I think that I'm probably like one of the weird cancer people, but I'm definitely more um, conservative because of my prior health, which I'm not sure if that's necessarily like saying that I was reckless and crazy prior to that. Yeah. But you know, like for instance, I was training for the Tough Mudder and I was prepared to go through everything. And now that's not something that I'm willing to put my body through because yeah. of what I've learned. So it is interesting that 
it's all about the perspective. Like, yeah, I guess I so. I feel, yeah. you know, when I look, if I hadn't had cancer, would I probably be doing a lot more like wild and crazy things? Yeah. Um, but now I'm a lot more conservative and, and I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm not necessarily living my life to the fullest, but I feel like I'm trying to make the choices that make me the happiest. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, it is interesting because I mean, that's just, it is a matter of perspective. It sounds like, yeah, you kind of answered my next question. Um, in your answer for that, in that I was wondering if, um, if battling such a serious sickness made you take your health and fitness more more seriously, but it sounds like you were already kind of on a serious path for for health and fitness. Yeah. So, cancer actually totally threw me for a loop. Like, it was. It was probably one of the hardest things to deal with mentally. Mm -hmm. um, physically, it sucks, mm -hmm. and like dealing with that is, is huge. But for me, it was such a mind, a uh, mind upset. Ing, <laughs> I don't know how else to say mind f, but uh, yeah. you know, mind f that uh, it took me a while to kind of get back into like finding my my love for fitness and, and yeah. again, honestly, um, because I felt like. You know, I didn't understand why I got cancer, and that was really hard for me to grasp. You know, I like I said, I was the healthiest person in my family. Um, I worked out all the time. I, you know, ate relatively healthy. I do have an addiction to Nutella, so that is definitely a downfall for me. But well, Nutella is a nut. It, so. it is so full. I, that's what I I love my clients. It's got nuts. It's got protein. It's yeah, like it is like pure sugar. It's like a chocolate salad. <laughs> that stuff is so. I mean, I will eat that stuff straight out of the jar. I love it. <laughs> It was my favorite thing, my kryptonite. But um, yeah, and, and I I battled with that for a really long time. And honestly, like when I listened to Jill's, uh, when you did Jill's podcast, because I wanted to sit down and kind of talk to her for a long time. But when she said she struggled after breast cancer, I was like, oh my god, it feels so good to not be the only one to know mm -hmm. that you, like, it was so hard to kind of find your like for me to find my way afterwards. And I think for me in my head, because I was healthy going into it. I was like, well, you know, I'm, I had all these expectations for myself. Well, I'm going to, I'm still going to be able to work out the whole time and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to be healthy. And I honestly like hyped myself up to the fact that I wasn't going to lose all my hair and all this stuff. And I wasn't able to do any of it. And so it was such a mind F for me that I was like, what, what do I do? Where do I go? And then how do I, how do I come from having cancer and having preached, you know, work out, eat healthy, you'll be healthy and fine and then I get breast cancer. Mm. How am I supposed to take that and continue to preach that to somebody else? Like it was mm -hmm. such a struggle for me. And what I like came around to was that I did work out and I did eat healthy, but I did the things that I thought I should be doing and I thought that was supposed to be done. You know, like I mm -hmm. worked out and lift heavy and ran and did cardio and, and did all this stuff. But at the same time, like what I didn't realize was all the stress that I was putting on my body. Yeah, And so, it's changed the way that I think about not just fitness, but health and wellness in general. Yeah. And that's been the biggest change for me. And I think it's like, I like during the pandemic, I see like so many like workouts on TV or not TV, but on, you know, Instagram and all this stuff. And, and I've had so many of my, you know, past clients or people come up to me like, well, I work out every day. And it's like, why? What you're just beating yourself up. And <laughs> it's so stressful on your body. And it, by no means do I, I know that like a lot of runners like run every single day, but yeah. it's, it's harder for us, I think. And, and I know because 
I've had to struggle with this, but to learn how to rest and let yourself take that time off and realize that that can cause stress to your body. Yeah. And I can't help but wonder if, if going through and working out the way that I did and so much didn't help to actually progress my breast cancer. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. You're looking at a guy who has no problem taking rest days. <laughs> and you're also looking at a guy who, you, you asked a little bit about me, and I've mentioned it several times on the podcast, but my family medical history is riddled with right. heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Both my parents died of cancer. Um, I'm uh, so sorry to hear that. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it was, it's rough, for sure. Yeah. But the reason I started exercising was because, like, my family, family medical history kind of sets me up for, yeah. you know, death. Yeah. <laughs> and... I know cancer is not a respecter of persons. It don't care who you are. It don't care how healthy you are. Yeah. It'll strike. Yeah. It can strike. So I'm doing what I can, what I, what I can uh, fitness-wise and health-wise for the most part. For the most part. I still partake in some unhealthy food habits. Um, so do <laughs> I. I may have eaten five guys last night. Just saying. <laughs> It's Danny's favorite place. Yeah. So. Hey, hey, I'm a burger guy. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, cheeseburger fueled. That's so, so. funny. I, I'm not a huge burger fan, but every once in a while, Danny's like, please, can we get Five Guys? I'm like, all right. <laughs> so do you like Five Guys? I got to ask. Uh, five Guys was my number one favorite burger for a long time. So what's your number one now? It changes all the time, but the the I have two that I'd place ahead of it right now. Ooh. I like the Shake Shack Smokehouse or Smoke <laughs> Shack Burger. has like peppers on it and then my I think my number one favorite right now is the triple or not the triple it's not triple burger sorry (laughs) it's not triple I don't know why I said it I said it because it's the it's the truffle mushroom swiss burger from smash burger it when you bite into it the flavors dance in your mouth it's like a symphony and it just makes you want to cry like that was very poetic about a burger I mean yeah I mean I think that I when I bite into it (gasps) I think those thoughts I'm like this is like a party. You like, should send this as joy. an advertisement to them right now. Like that's fantastic. <laughs> but back to the point. Sorry, uh, it's all good. <laughs> back to the point. I am just trying to set myself up for the best outcome possible. That's all we and can I do. And I know, I know, I'm not in much control, but I'll but do. But you what are. I... You're in more control than you realize. Yeah. Have you ever heard about epigenetics? Mm-mm. That's a whole other topic. Oh gosh, it's it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Um, it's basically the study of cells and how they react. So mm-hmm. they talk about how you can basically take cells, same cells, put them in two different petri dishes, and the environment can change the way they react. They can actually turn on from cancer or turn off from cancer, um, and all kinds of I mean, same thing like weight gain, diabetes, all that kind of stuff. They've been able to do studies, and some of it can be things like like types of music can actually mm-hmm. change the cells, not that they're turning to cancer, but the types of music can change the way that the cells move and function. And so they know that it's not just what you're eating or doing, it's your environment that you're into. You know, what are you putting yourself around? What's, you know, what's the air you're breathing? What are you drinking? Yeah. And I actually have um, started working with a company called Moodoo. Mm-hmm. And I hope I pronounced that right. Gosh, that'd be so bad. <laughs> but they do... Um, genetic testing and then they have like an epigenetic side of it so it's kind of like it's kind of like the 23andMe thing but not really it is they, they do it more so like what vitamins you might be um, 
deficient in yeah. or you know things that you can do as far as like helping to make your body the most functional it's a really cool program i think they're actually how do you spell it m-u-d-o okay i think i'm so they contacted me it's, it's really neat company yeah. and i got mine done and i loved it um i didn't get the epigenetics part done i just did the the testing yeah it's m-u-h-o i totally lied about that M-U-H-D-O. Let me just slaughter this four times in a row. They're going to be like, thanks M-U- for Okay, the, fi- the final spelling is M-U-H-D-O. Correct. All right. Yes. Moodoo. So Mudo. my listeners can further research that. It's great. And honestly, if anybody's wondering about like their health and how they can make their health better, I, I genuinely recommend looking into like epigenetics. Nice. There's a lot of great stuff out there. Well... Let's talk a little bit about your athletic background. I think we got a kind of a glimpse. Did you play sports when you were younger? So I, um, when I was really little, I did gymnastics, and um, that got too expensive. It's a very expensive sport. Mm -hmm. And then my mom got me into volleyball, which I loved, and I played that up until my sophomore year. And um, the town that I lived in, actually, you had to... I really wanted to play for a particular coach because I wanted to play in college mm-hmm. and I would, I'm pretty short anyway so I had to like work really hard and I was like okay if I get in with this coach then I'll get into college and so I transferred to play in that school well they made you wait a year and unfortunately I found other recreational activities to do that were not conducive to sports oh man so I ended up um, not playing sports my junior or senior year and I definitely fell out of like working out or anything like that. And so clearly you found fitness again. I did. It was a long road to find that. Was and it? Yeah, because for me, and this sounds so funny, and I don't I don't know if, um, I think a lot of kids actually are kind of like this. You don't think of like playing volleyball necessarily as fitness. I think it's getting better, but then you thought of it as like you played volleyball. You didn't necessarily think about it as working out. Like you mm-hmm. did your drills, you did, you know, that kind of stuff. And so when I got older, I actually, um, I gained a lot of weight my senior year and, um, it sounds silly. I wasn't like unhappy or anything. I was actually the happiest I'd been in a long time. Um, I'd just gotten out of rehab and so I'd gained a lot of weight in rehab and, um, and I, but I was happy, but I wanted to lose the weight and I didn't really know how to do that other than, you know, of course we didn't have like a bunch of the internet stuff then might have and I just I'm not gonna lie I'm not really big on the internet (laughs) so um but what I knew is you know you just you don't eat as much right and you're supposed to exercise and so I tried like the exercising thing but I didn't really know how to exercise um I knew how to play volleyball but I mean who has a volleyball court in their house and so I just started to eat less which you know will cause you to lose weight but I wasn't very healthy and um I ended up in hair school for a while and I did hair and I met a boy And he was like, he played uh, baseball and he was like, well, you know, why don't you try and run with me? And I was like, I don't, I don't run. Does this girl look like I do hair, I don't run. And he's like, he's like, just come and go on a run for me. And he, he slowly, like, it was very nice. It slowly got me into running and, and I was like, okay, I like this. And then from there I, you know, kind of ended up going into, um, I wasn't a very good, like, strong runner, but I had a friend, and she had played soccer, and I stopped dating the kid or whatever, the guy, and, and I 
she's like, well, I want to get into running. And I was like, okay, well, we can run together. And she's like, it's yeah. Idaho. She's like, I'm not running out in the cold. And I'm like, well, I don't have a membership to a gym. Mm -hmm. So um, she's like, I, I can get you passes as my sister. <laughs> Yeah, so she would sneak funny. me, I know, sneaking to, and we didn't look anything alike. She was like blonde and tall and I'm like short and brown haired and I mean, we'd look nothing alike, but she got me in it like with her family and stuff. And so we'd go and um, run, but her and I were both very self-conscious about like working out. And so the gym, I'm in a, I'm from a very small town Yeah, and we had at the time only two gyms and we had like, basically it was split into like the old people's gym and then there was like the muscle head gym is how gotcha. it was kind of seen. Mm -hmm. And um, so we would go to the, the old people's gym late at night when there was only like a little old man sitting in the saunas and we would try and run. And I, like I said, I tried to run with this kid and it wasn't like, it was never really that successful. It was more like, you know, run for a little bit and then walk and then talk for a while and then yeah. run for a little bit and that kind of thing. Not that that's not successful, but for me, I, I wanted to be able to run a mile and I was like, okay, yeah. well she used to play soccer. so. I'll be able to like, she'll teach me how to run a mile. And so she was working out with me and um, eventually she stopped, but I still wasn't able to run a mile. I was like, I'm gonna be able to do this. And so I just kept going and trying and trying. And and actually I remember like, it, it was definitely a turning point for me. I was on the treadmill um, alone and they had like, this gym had like an upstairs downstairs thing. And like there was the guy that checked you and he was so nice, his name was Jason. <laughs> and um, he, he became my friend later, like super awesome guy. And there was like probably an old person downstairs in the sauna. The old old men used to hang out there all the time. I swear they stayed up later than we did. And uh, I was upstairs alone, like running with my headphones, you know, in your iPod, because you didn't have like cool things that connected to your phone or anything back then. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, I'm just gonna run for these songs and I'm not gonna stop and I'm gonna do it kind of slow. And I was like, I'm gonna be able to do a mile. And then that's what I did. And I remember when I actually hit a mile, I was like, I like got so excited I like screamed and yeah. like not like a scary scream but I just thought I was loud enough to be like you know yeah. loud enough for me to hear but apparently it was loud enough that it scared Jason downstairs and he came running up and he's like are you okay is everything did you fall off the treadmill what happened and I was like no dude I'm, I'm good I was like I just I ran a mile I ran a mile and he's like that's awesome and he was so encouraging and then he's like you should try one of the classes I'm like dude I, I ran a mile I didn't like run a marathon I'm not going into those workout classes yeah. no way and he's yeah. like Mind you, it's like workout classes with like old people, but I was still so intimidated to go. And um, he's like, no, he's like, you, you can do it. He's like, keep running your mile. He's like, you, you can make a class, you can do it. And that's literally what like took off my whole, like everything was like being able to run that mile, like having him like encourage me and like push me to go try a class out. And I won't lie, like I was like the weirdo that like pretended they were running on the treadmill so that they could watch the classes to see what they were doing to see if they could. And the first class I ever like convinced myself to go to was yoga. And I was like, okay, it's old people trying to touch their toes. I got this. Yeah. I can totally go to this class. And I did. And then I slowly kind of fell in love with everything else. And that's how I got started on my path of where I'm at now. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. You, um, pre-pandemic, I would see often on uh, at Katie Joe Wellness, which is your Instagram handle. Yep, and my that, Facebook. And your Facebook. Yep. So I would see often that you were you taught a class or you teach classes. Yeah. Uh, was it at That's the my YMCA? Name. Yes. Or it was. So I I taught classes pre-pandemic at the YMCA and at um, a local girls' gym, and I taught them outside too. So was it boot camp stuff? <sighs> Yes. I mean, I, I 
teach it. I honestly can teach and I love teaching everything except Zumba because I cannot dance. <laughs> I am like the most uncoordinated person ever. <laughs> so, I mean, I can wiggle around pretend it's dancing, but it is not. Yeah. So. Yeah, Zumba's, Zumba's crazy. <laughs> I've never actually done a full-blown Zumba workout, but I've seen it and the people that do it are committed. Amazing, right? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I just, <laughs> there'd be like these little elderly women up there shaking their hips, getting them to move like in ways that I don't think might have ever moved. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm so impressed. I, mm -hmm. Zumba's a great class and if you can do it, I mean, I can do it. I just look like a fool, so I stay in the back. It's know? amazing what people can do that don't look like they can do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'll tell you this. I might have told this story before, so I apologize to the listeners, but <laughs> the first time I ever went to a spin class at the YMCA down here on the corner, I got there, and it was just a bunch. It was like a sold-out class mm -hmm. of really big ladies. And they were really friendly to me, and I'm a trash talker, so I was like, guys, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna break a sweat doing this stuff. <laughs> like I said that, and then like ten dying. minutes, ten minutes into it, I like started cramping up. You baby deer on the way out the door. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> these women, these, they're they're bigger women. Killed that class aerobically mm -hmm. for a straight hour. No stopping, yep. no breaks, and it was just like easy for them. Yeah, they were probably talking the whole time, huh? I just couldn't yeah. believe it. I was like, I did get, I actually got a spin bike, got better at spinning, and went back like a year later and kept up with it. <laughs> I was like, guys, so I'm, re I'm really going to do good this time. <laughs> like, no, really, I got it this time. I've been practicing. I can take this I did, class now. <laughs> I did do good. I did do good. That's awesome. But I just was surprised. I mean, that's the same way in the running community. Yeah. You don't have to look a certain way to be a, uh, an awesome runner, to yeah. run a long distance. And some people, they can look like they're not a runner at all and run super fast. Like, it's sh yeah. it's shocking. So it's, it, it's so cool, too, to see, like, how people – like, you can have somebody – for instance, Danny, my Danny – he is a great runner. Like, he's yeah. very fast. He's lean. I mean, he, the dude's just built to run. Same thing. He came to spin class. I thought he was going to die. Like, he just was, <laughs> you know? And he's got super strong legs. And and it's just, it's such a different workout. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so important, too, is that there's so many different types of workouts that you should try them all. Because, yeah. you, you know, you never know what you're going to be good at and what you're going to enjoy. And I think that's the biggest thing. Find something that you love. Like, mm -hmm. That's what I love. I love just seeing people really like enjoy themselves and have fun and, and connect to that and connect to the people that they're with. I just, I love it. Nice. Enter the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. We all know it came and it's changed everything. Yeah. Derailed a lot of stuff and uh, made us have to adapt big time. Um, some of the ways that you've adapted are um, have been really creative. I've Thanks. enjoyed I've enjoyed watching it. I've shared Thank some of you. some of it on Full Runners. I appreciate but, um, that. But some of the stuff that you've done and you're currently doing a round of it is is stretching classes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. tell us um, tell us about that, and we'll also talk about challenges, which I think you're getting ready to kick one off. Yeah. Like tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time this this episode airs, it'll be about halfway over. A 13-day... I'm going to do another one in January. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We'll, so, yeah. There will be a challenge <laughs> that people can be ready yeah. for if they listen to this. Mm -hmm. So, um, tell us about the stretching classes. 
So that got started, honestly, because of Chesapeake Run Club. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I love my group and I love runners, but oh my gosh, most of them are horrible at stretching. Like horrible. Oh, really? Oh, do you, are you like, one of those? No, no uh, I, I love stretching. <laughs> they call me the stretching guy. I bet so. You yeah. can do the splits, can't you? I can oh, yeah. Do, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm mobile. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not a thing that like most runners enjoy doing. And, and honestly, most people don't enjoy doing it, but mm -hmm. um, it's going to help you prevent getting injured. And so... That's one of the things that we do at Chesapeake Run Clubs and make them stretch afterwards. And um, I was like, how can I, you know, help more people kind of do that? And, yeah. and I also have clients that I work with, like I train them or, I mean, I don't teach classes necessarily so much anymore. Um, but even then they would, you know, they come and work out and I might spend like, you know, five, 10 minutes with them stretching at the end, but then that's all they're going to do. They're not going to go home and stretch. Yeah. They're not going to, you know, and, and really as we get older, having flexibility and mobility is huge if you really want to be healthy especially if you're you know if you're a runner if you're if you're not a runner if you're just an average joe working on your flexibility and your mobility is going to help you immensely in the long run yeah and so i was like all right i'm just gonna you know offer a stretching class because i think when you talk about you know first of all like stretching in general kind of intimidates a runner or mm -hmm. they don't want to do it anyways but then when you tell them to go to yoga they're pretty much just gonna flip you the bird so, um, so I was like, okay, I don't want it to be a yoga class. And I also feel like, like when I first started, I geared it more towards runners. Um, I was like, I don't want it to make it too long because most runners' attention spans are pretty short, right? Mm -hmm. They're used to getting in, getting done, and get it done. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's what they want to do. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to make it 30 minutes, stretching, mobility, and work, you know, a little bit on some of the strength training because I also feel like. Uh, a lot of runners are very, you know, they move forward, so they have a lot of forward moment, like movements, and they're not necessarily working on using or building those little mo little muscles that they need, like in their hips for lateral movements and things like that, which mm -hmm. can actually make you stronger and better runners. Yeah. So incorporated some core in there, and then also some of the, you know, just a little bit of like muscle, mini muscle building stuff, and it was all 30 minutes, and just trying to, you know, like I said, started targeting runners because that's kind of who I was focused on. But then all of a sudden, like my other clients started coming and then their yeah. friends started coming. And so it's been, it's been a mixed bag, but either way, it's just kind of helping people stretch and loosen up and, and realize that it doesn't need to be an hour and it doesn't have to be like intense yoga. It just, you know, it's little things you can do. And, and I, I love that I've seen like people actually get stuff out of it. Cause at first I was like, 30 minutes isn't going to be much, but yeah, it's pretty, weird. I think I recognize the importance of stretching, Yeah, but I'll tell you why. And in, in my thinking, it's hard for me to do it afterwards. Cause usually when I walk through that back door after I'm done with a run, I'm like, man, that was tough. <laughs> and I'm ready to just do, just re relax. Yeah. So, but I do think I have actually benefited uh, from stretching and things of that nature because a lot of times that's what a physical therapist gives you to get over an injury mm -hmm. but I wonder how much injury we'd prevent if we stretched before we yeah. went to, before we had to go to the physical therapist uh, yeah <laughs> I mean honestly they they've had such a big increase of injuries since the pandemic right because a lot of people are trying to work out at home they don't necessarily know their their form, whether that's running or lifting, or, you know, again, there's tons of, you can watch anybody on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, but if you don't necessarily know your body, know how to use your body, make sure your form's correct, then you're going to 
you know, get injured. And so they have had a huge influx of injuries, which is not the best place to be in the hospital, right? When yeah. you're you've got a pandemic going on. But mm-hmm. if we, they know that if you warm up, which a lot of people don't necessarily do, and cool down, I mean, your likelihood of getting injured decreases significantly. Yeah. So yeah, it's really important. So tell us about the challenges that you put on. What 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 do they entail? Um. So it depends on the challenge. And okay. When I first started them a couple years ago, it was because some of the ladies that I worked with were like, I just I think a challenge would would help me. And I'm like, okay. So I just kind of threw one together and. Um, they progress each time and change a little bit each time and I'm by no means I want to say like a master of them I just I try and make them to be something that's going to help people and I normally do one like in the spring and then one um, sometimes in the summer not very often but then I usually do one like around the holidays and this year I just didn't feel like it was something I wanted to like put out there I wanted it 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 can cause stress for people to feel like they ha- they're in a challenge and they're trying to you know do whatever it is whether whatever their goal is to lose weight or gain muscle and and though I feel like it's helping them to be healthy I just feel like there's so much stress going on right now for people that it wasn't really what I wanted to do and, and even this challenge that I'm putting on is um, a little bit different than anything I've ever done it's basically just you know I'm gonna be posting health and wellness tips and probably teach a couple of yoga classes or stretch classes and, yeah. and just people can join it for free and hopefully this you know people do some of it and and they'll have a little bit of a happier holiday maybe not so stressed out like that's my hope so um and then the one in january i'll probably focus more on you know trying to get back into things like because i know that i i have been have had to step back actually from my running and, and some of my workouts um having COVID so trying to like get back into it I want to make sure I'm doing it slowly and safely and I figure that's a great time to do it yeah now we've talked a little bit about this or you've you've mentioned this yoga I'll tell you what I'm more likely to do yoga (laughs) because all the moves have names yeah and they're like entire body moves and some of them just really feel good yeah I'll tell you, let me tell you some of my favorite poses. Okay. I really like child's pose. Okay, that's a good one. Really great for your low back. I really like downward dog. It's a great strength builder as well. Stretching, flexibility. And I'm not sure what it's called. I think it's called like angry pigeon or something. Angry pigeon. Am I making one up? I don't know that I've heard. I've heard pigeon pose, but I don't know. Angry pigeon. Is pigeon pose the one where you let you put your foot? It's like a figure. You put your foot up and lay on it. Yep, yep. So it's not angry pigeon. I, 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 maybe you're angry when you do it, and that's why you're going with angry pigeon. That probably feels (laughs) the best. Angry pigeon. I love getting an angry pigeon. Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. That's hilarious. Now, now, you you teach some yoga. Mm -hmm. This summer, you taught. It seemed like a weekly class, wasn't it? Was it weekly? A goat yoga class. Yeah, so I actually, I taught goat yoga now for two years. I started out with one farmer, and um, and now I'm working with a different farmer at Bergie's. Have you been, you've been to Bergie's? I haven't. Oh Maybe my gosh. when I was younger. You should go to Bergie's. They, first of all, they have great food there. Like, I'm not even a key lime pie, like key lime pie fan, but Danny is, and so I got him for his birthday one year, and I was like, this is the best thing I've, like, it's so good. But they have great homemade ice cream, it's um, great, it's family owned, just a mm-hmm. little local, but they all, they have goats, and 
the farmer had contacted me and I was like, sure, their goats are so sweet, like so sweet. The other farm I worked with, the, the goats were nice, but these ones are used to people. So they just are so loving and they're, oh, I love it. So for the people who don't know, cause guess what? I didn't know for a long time. I'd see people say goat yoga. I thought it was a joke. You know what? I did too. And I honestly like, because I'm, I taught, I teach, not taught, I teach yoga and I'm like, that is such a disrespect to yoga. Like, I can't believe that people are, you know, first it was funny with like wine and beer, but then my like little yoga snobbishness was like, I can't believe this is, this is ridiculous. How can they, you know, think that, but once I taught it, it's the craziest thing because you'll have people come who will not do yoga, but they'll sit around and kind of stretch a little bit because there's goats there. And it doesn't matter if you're really great at yoga or you suck at yoga you're going to leave happy. And what's the purpose of yoga other than to like teach you how to breathe and just kind of release some shit. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. And we, that's, I'll just put out a cussing <laughs> warning. It's really no big deal. Just okay. be yourself. So yeah. So you go to goat yoga and you do yoga poses Yep. and goats treat you like a mountain. Some, some you know, Sometimes they do. So when I worked at the first farmer, like I said, her goats weren't as um, used to people. And so we would, you know, try and get them to, you know, like we'd pose them on people's backs and stuff like yeah. that. But at Bergie's farm, the, oh my gosh, those goats are so fun and they're so silly. They, and just, they just crawl over? Yeah, they, I mean, one of them, they, he is so cute. He just wanted to be so much like with the people that like even as this lady was like trying to go into different poses he would like move and walk with her so that he was like with a, it was so funny i'd never seen anything like it and she was so happy and everybody was laughing and it was just it's fun and that's honestly what i love i want to do goat yoga <laughs> you should you should come do it i think i'm gonna co come it's so to do fun. it yeah it looks really really fun well we've <laughs> talked about We've talked a little bit about the the benefits of stretching and yoga. That was one of my questions. Um, but yoga works on mobility too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is important to, to be mobile. I am one of the least mobile person or people in Hampton Roads. Do you like it's, to run? I do like to run. Then you should like to stretch and be mobile. Oh, I do like yoga. Maybe I'll just make yoga a part of my life. I can't. But, you know, it's hard to watch people who are really good at it and know that you're not. Like, like let's take Downward Dog, for instance. Yeah. I look at the people on YouTube. I put on YouTube and let somebody lead yeah. me through it. Or Nike Run Club. Yeah. They haven't. Or Nike. It's some. It's an app they have. Yeah. And the, I guess they have dancers or something doing it, but right. their heels, and they look gorgeous. their heels touch the ground. Yes. And my heels are like eight inches from the ground. I'm like, man, that's like, cause my my mobility problem is really a ankle mobility problem. So, but um, yeah, I think I know it's important, and I just need to implement it. So try. I mean, honestly, have you ever heard of wall stretching? No. It's one of my favorite things that I teach in the stretching class because I, I joke around, but it's like the lazy man's way of stretching and getting mobility. Oh, it's that's yeah, right it's up the my best alley. thing. Like you, I mean, honestly, you can read a book while you do it. I would get smashed. I think you could even eat a smash burger while you did it. <laughs> you can, it, it, but it's just basically you're doing different stretching exercises using the wall in your body and you get a, like a lot of benefit from it yeah. and it's not a lot of effort. So like, I mean, 
Well, I got some walls in here. I was gonna say I you use. could even we, watch TV and and do it. And yeah. So, so if people want to find out about these classes, yeah. which I'm sure that you're you might do a few more of, because I don't think I think we're several months away from the end of this. Yeah. And actually, um, I've had people be like, "Hey, you're not gonna quit." So, I think the stretch. I mean, like I said, the stretching class is doing really well. Yeah. I do several like. And if people want to know about those, they can follow you on yeah. social media at Katie Joe Wellness. Yes. And I'll be tagging you all throughout awesome. the publishing of this uh, yeah. these podcasts, so they they'll be able to find it. So, to end this episode, we're gonna open up the advice column. This is, um, I think, I feel like your your interview thus far has been a lot of advice, <laughs> which is good. I mean, it's great. It just shows that you're wise. But do you have anything that you're that you want to communicate to runners or the listeners? Uh, some of the best advice you've ever gotten, maybe some of the best advice you feel like you can give. Hit us with it. Gosh, I think I remember. So I remember when I was kind of first starting out running, and I know you have a lot of like expert runners and ultra runners and stuff in here, but <laughs> they probably have people that don't necessarily run. There's all kinds of yeah, runners right. on that listen to exactly. this. Trust me on okay, that. Okay, good, one. good. So one of the things that stuck out to me because I would get frustrated about not being able to run as fast or as far was I read a book and I think it was called Running for Women or something like that and basically the woman said if you're moving your feet faster than a walk you're running Mm -hmm. and I was like I love that because how many of us like expect us expect ourselves to you know run a certain pace or a certain time and if we're not then we're not really running everybody's different and so I, I loved that and then I think the other thing is to listen to your body and actually respect it and with COVID, I've had to, you know, once again, I find myself in the same situation kind of after breast cancer is, is having to pay more attention and be a lot more cautious and listen and not let my ego get in the way of trying to like get back to where I was and do the things I had. And I think anybody can relate to that because whether you're just starting out or you've been injured or whatever, it's, it's learning how to like slow it down and realize that, you know, take a break it's okay mm-hmm. you're gonna get back to it it'll be all right yeah some people need to some people need to hear that yeah i myself am a professional rester so, <laughs> so you I, got it down yeah, past yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> i am not the idea of resting just drives me crazy but and it's, it's to, your, to your first point i'm the kind of guy who i've i've really only entered the world of running within the last three years and I'm talking about my whole life. I didn't even run when I was younger. Um, but I've been coming to terms at training for this ultra run that's coming up yeah. next weekend. By the time this airs, I'll have run it. I'll probably win the whole thing. So, so y'all can congratulate me. <laughs> I have to get in first place. But I like this attitude you have. You're going to the yeah. spin class and now the ultra run. But, I, but, I'm digging it. But the truth is, I'm going to walk a whole lot. And you know what? As long as I move forward... I'm going to be proud of myself. And here's the thing. People have, people have asked me several times, and I saw, I saw a meme about this, and I just thought it was funny, but it was super true, and that's why we like memes. <laughs> Somebody, People ask me, what time are you shooting for? And my answer is finishing. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I want to have fun. I want to have yeah. a smile on my face when I cross the line. I know it's going to be taxing, but you know, it's okay I think my motto is just move forward. If you're moving like forward, it. you're you're yeah. you're doing it. You know, you're making progress. So I, uh, I really vibe with that Big advice. Big. So we're gonna 
wrap this episode and we'll be back in a few minutes. All right. On the next episode of Forerunners Podcast, Katie Joe will tell us all about how and why she started the Chesapeake Run Club. Until then, this is Danny, signing off. Godspeed.